Welcome back to Tuesday Night Blatch. I'm Jeremy, and hopefully you guys are doing good wherever you're listening from. Uh, you know, to the older listeners, I know some of you probably are not anticipating or were not anticipating hearing my voice uh, again, if at all, you know, uh, then definitely not this soon. <clears throat> it's only been months, but I wanted to make sure that I left the show open so that I could actually... Uh, add something to old conversations with new perspectives or, you know, have, <clears throat> I suppose, um, I can find new topics to talk about, maybe do an episode here and there. I don't know if I'll ever do another episode after this, and I'm sure I probably will. Um, you know, it's just, it's just not going to be a normal show, and... There's always got to be the expectation that, that every show you listen to is probably going to be the last, you know. So everything else is just extra. When I left the show, where it was, you know, it had ran its course. I'd been phoning in the last seven episodes or whatever it was. <clears throat> they started going downhill. I was just getting frustrated with a lot of things. I had a lot of stuff going on. And... It's uh, a lot of things that I hadn't addressed physically uh, that was also fucking with my mental state. A lot of people talk about, well, exercise and things like taking care of yourself. This is all good for your mental health as well. And I don't think, I don't, I don't think people will understand it. And I don't think it's explained well as to why. <clears throat> people either want to take it on a very base level or they want to put it out there as a... Um, what's a, what's a good way to put it? Like, um, they want to have it as a very basic way. And usually those are the people that are just saying it as a talking point. Like exercise makes you feel better. They don't really explain why. And I don't know that they really think about it whenever they say it. <clears throat> you got folks that try to go into like this scientific detail about it. Ultimately, I want, I want to say this. Make sure you're taking care of yourself physically. Whether... That is exercise or whatever, but even if you're doing exercise and your mental health isn't, uh, or, or like your internal health or whatever isn't uh, up to par, <clears throat> whether that be, excuse the, uh, the clearing my throat and the coughing that you're going to experience, I've, uh, you know, I, I've, I guess I'm starting to get a cold, which is, which is not what I want, but <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do about it? The best I can do is just try to, you know, take care of myself and you know, get some tea and some and things like that. But anyways, <clears throat> make sure that you're going and taking care of your internal health, whether that be, you know, your bones or, you know, you've got, um, you've got a knee acting up or you've got a elbow, you know, your foot, whatever the case is, uh, things like blood pressure is important. That stuff messes with your anxiety and really fucks with you mentally. Well, I don't think a lot of people understand that. And that's something that I know, on a personal level, <clears throat> it doesn't help with irritability at all. <laughs> you know, you got to think about these things. And then, because if you don't take care of your internal health, I want to, and this kind of bridges into what I'm going to talk about with the fatalist mentality, as far as like health goes. Um, you know, whenever you're not taking care of yourself uh, internally, 
but you're still like working out or, you know, you're eating healthy or whatever the case is. And if there's still something wrong with you internally, it can really fuck with you overall. It's, it's building a house on a shoddy foundation. So, you know, that's kind of where I was when I left the show. I was, you know, emotionally, mentally a wreck. Physically, I was trying to build on, on top of a, uh, like I said, shoddy foundation, which is not good for long term. No matter how much work you put in, it's never going to be enough. You have to address the issues as they come. So I know a lot of people like to put them off. I've done it myself. I just kind of accepted things how they are. This is where it bridges over with the mentality that we're going to be talking about today. Um, it's real dangerous. You guys need to take care of yourselves. Um, so I know a lot of guys who like who are fit in, in the way of, um, you know, they work out, they eat healthy and shit like that, and they, they get a diet and stuff, and it's all good, but they don't take care of their heart health. They're fucking drinking energy drinks like, you know, like fucking crazy. They're fucking chain smoking. They're, um, you know, they're doing all these things. that's really fucking with them. Right. And so on the long term level, they're killing themselves. Right. So, but then they'll, a lot of these guys want to jump onto you for unhealthy habits and they're doing the same thing. I'm just telling you guys, you guys need to, to really take care of yourselves. You know, of course, they thought that I had heart failure and kidney issues and whatever because of some stuff that was going on with me. A lot of my stuff dealt with caffeine uh, primarily to get through the day. A lot of uh, coffee, a lot of fucking energy drinks, a lot of fucking pre-workout. So, um, now I don't do anything like a workout natural. I don't, I don't use anything. You know, I just grab shit, lift heavy. Uh, I don't drink coffee. You know, I'll stay away from that stuff. I drink water. That's it. Water and milk. But that's about it. So let's go on and get into this fatalism because this kind of goes hand in hand with it. So what is a fatalist mentality? It's a, it's the idea or the belief essentially that you know things are predetermined and whatever happens is going to happen, and and things are eventual. You know, and there are things that are eventual. I don't think it's necessarily, um, it, it, well, there's different contexts of use and there's different ways people use this. And sometimes they use it against themselves, definitely to their detriment. Uh, you know, you see it a lot and we hear it a lot growing up. You know, there's always somebody's mamaw or papaw saying, well, you know, if, if the good Lord wants to take me, well, there's not really too much there, you know, I, I don't there's not much of a say there, you know, when it's my time, it's my time. And when folks say that, I feel like there's, there's context they say it in that's very freeing, right? And there's a mentality about that. It's very freeing because it's like, okay, so don't worry about the things that you can't control. That lives, if you, if you can maintain that mentality, and, and that mindset of, okay, this is, this is out of my control. <clears throat> now it's time to take the reins and control what I can control. You know, take control of that and then try to get where I need to be. Uh, that's a very healthy mentality to have. That's a, that's a really good thought process. But then 
you have folks who use that and sometimes the same folks that are using it in that context will also just use it in the context of it's an excuse not to do something you should be doing you know somebody who's an extreme diabetic you know um, eating a whole fucking cake it's not like and it sounds like it's an exaggeration but if you know if you know somebody who's a stubborn diabetic you've seen shit like this probably you know I've seen it at family reunions and stuff you've got these diabetics coming in here and, and they're the ones bringing in the cakes and cookies and all this stuff to these reunions to, um, to you know funerals and, and uh, you know Memorial Day picnicking out on, on a graveyard or whatever you know they want to bring the sweets <clears throat> the problem with that is you know they're killing themselves and they're using it as an excuse to not hold themselves accountable And I feel like a lot of us have just grown up with the best of both worlds and the worst of both worlds, right? Me personally, growing up with that type of, of thought process and being around it and just accepting it as that's a part of, of who I am and this is part of how my family is and that's just the way things are. And then, of course, getting out into the larger world and and really... I guess, uh, learning different concepts and especially recently because whenever I started having these health problems, there was a lot of, uh, like I was checking out mentally, like I was ready just to fucking go, um, at one point this summer, back in July and I was just ready to go and something that happened, there was a conversation I had, it really fucked with me. And that conversation kind of led me to start working on myself and not just half-ass it, but actually go in and start trying to pinpoint what was wrong and fix those things about me or accept those things about me and learn to live with them, but to keep them in check to where they're not a problem. <clears throat> Essentially learn what's healthy and what's not. So my, you know, me talking to you now is a completely different person than I, I was whenever I ended the you know, the shows, this is me, you know, coming to you with a very fresh perspective from me because I've never been in this, this headspace before. This is probably the clearest I've ever thought, to be honest with you. But it's always been a struggle for me to try to find reconciliation with the two ideologies because they're so ingrained in this idea that, you know, things are predetermined, just that's it. You know, it is what it is, is the, the common, you know, the common saying. You know, you hear, you hear a lot of people say that. And for some people, it really is the mindset. It's not just a situational thing that you're just saying it to, you know, kind of move on or, whatever the case is for some people that's really just the mentality with everything so I've always tried to keep especially recently keeping myself in check and recognizing when I need to be held accountable and you know how and where my mind is going and try to really control that <clears throat> It's been, it's been a challenge for me to say, okay, like, 
keep that mentality for like, if I can't change something, then, you know, don't worry about it. You know, don't worry about something till it gives you something to worry about. And then once it comes to it, if, if you can't do anything about it, then control what you can't control and make sure that you get to where you need to be no matter what, you know, always try to be creative in how you do it. Because sometimes the conventional way is, is not going to be able to uh, be available. But at the same time, I have to make sure that I do not fall into that category of using excuses. Now, I've seen old timers, unfortunately, use the excuse to get out of a doctor's appointment that might actually be vital to their health. And because they keep missing these appointments or because they don't want to take their medicine, you know, well, if the good Lord takes me, that's just it. That's, that's their argument, you know. And then within the year, they're dead. You know, why is that? Well, they would have just kept up their appointments. If they would have uh, continued to try to get their health back on track, if they would have continued to make the right decisions, um, then, and, and my papa was like that. My papa was very much one of those people who just, who's like, well, it's all up in the air and everything's going to happen anyways, and, and I'm going to die eventually, so might as well enjoy myself. He's a diabetic, and he would have sores in his legs that were wide open, looked like some zombie shit, and, you know, they, they would have to be scraped. And I would have to sit there and help my uncle scrape out these big gaping wounds and then, you know, bandage them on a daily basis. It, it's, it's not fun to watch someone use those excuses to go, you know, down the drain. You know, to essentially put their life down the drain. And my brother had that mentality as well whenever he got the cancer. Whenever he first got a brain tumor and he was having these headaches, <clears throat> he goes to the to the doctor and they tell him you have a mass on your on your brain. We need to go in for a biopsy and then we need to see what you know, see what's going on. Of course they they tell him he's got a stage four glioblastoma. Um, and it's, and those are fucked up anyways. And I've talked about this. I think I've gone into detail about what it's like, but it's essentially this ball of, of a tumor and it branches off like stars, like a star has like little legs. And if you cut it back, it'll just come back faster and more aggressive. So <clears throat> my brother was the same ways, you know, well, this is what happened anyways, you know, so there was some stuff that he was not willing to go through. And I can understand, like, he, I think he was also tired, but I do know toward the end he was really, uh, I would almost say, mournful of opportunity lost. Um, and and it's, it's a sad thing. I think with his situation, though, I can understand it more than my papaw, because my papaw... With, with my brother, he was really going through a lot of pain. <clears throat> my papa was a whole other, another thing. He was just really stubborn about shit. Um, he he just, this is just how he was. He was always like this ever since I've known him. Very stubborn, does whatever he wants to, and, and he would always use, you know, excuses to not make the correct decisions. We also see this a lot with addicts. 
that's something that I have uh, been talking a lot about lately with friends. Um, you know, people who are addicted to alcohol, people who are addicted to uh, food, people who are addicted to drugs, addicted to women, gambling. You know, for those who, who are new or haven't listened to the older episodes, and, and you may just be accustomed to like an episode here and there, uh, I used to work as a substance abuse technician in a uh, 90 day residential rehab. And I did that for a couple years. And I grew up around addicts my whole life. You know, I used to, uh, when I was a teenager, I was rolling, rolling joints for uh, guys that was coming over to the house that my brother would bring over. You know, I used my dare card to, to cut lines for people. You know, I never, I never got into pills or anything like that. And, you know, smoke a joint here and there. You know, and of course, like since I've done mushrooms, uh, but I mean, whenever it comes down to actually using stuff like heroin or meth or doing pills, I've never done that stuff. But I've, I've been around it a lot. I've, uh, you know, as far as uh, you know, people drinking, I've been around that my whole life. I've been around people who have who've had serious drinking problems my whole life. And so for me, it was a no-brainer going into that field of things, even though I did initially just to have a job. I just came back from the tattoo shop in, in Charleston that I had gone through an apprenticeship for, and <laughs> uh, they didn't want me anymore because there was a conflict uh, and I, and I still say fuck those people. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of, of uh, those types. They they were also addicts themselves, the people that ran the, the shop. And that's because I didn't party. That was a big, big no-no. They said I didn't uh, fit, that I needed to know my place, which is what the boss's husband told me at one point. So... You know, I've been around this stuff, and then I, I, I was I was at the shop, and I was around this stuff all the time. There's parties and shit like that, and I'd be sleeping in this in this dude's basement, and they would have the parties downstairs in the basement because there's like little you know there's couches set up and and big chairs, and, uh, they had instruments downstairs and stuff, so they would go down there and jam out and get high. And I'd sleep on the other side of the stairs on a piece of uh, a deer <coughs> a deer pelt and an old <laughs> dirty ass pillow so you know I, I was around a lot of this shit went back to Logan and after the incident where I punched old boy and you know did tattoos here and there at <coughs> my house pretty much until I ran out of You know, I, I ran out of supplies, you know, cleaning supplies, ran out of, uh, you know, all, all the stuff to wrap my equipment with. And I thought about it, I was like, well, I could easily place an order. That's not a problem. Or I could just you know, say, fuck it. So I said, fuck it. And I, and I ended up getting an opportunity to take an actual, you know, office job, which I was, I was not too sure about. But, you know, I took it as a job. 
because I needed, you know, work. And work in the coal fields is hard to find anyways, unless you're a miner or a nurse. So, or, or you work at Walmart. So, I was like, okay, well, you know, fuck it. And then once I got there, I realized how much I connected with these guys because, you know, I knew the lingo. I, I knew what they were talking about whenever we, they would talk about stuff. I knew a lot of these guys, uh, you know, that, that I actually grew up with. Just about everybody that came through that was from the Tri-County area, you know, Logan, Boone, and Mingo, I was, I was familiar with. So, that wasn't a, you know, it was a no-brainer that I'd stick around there for a while and try to help folks, you know. We had some successes. We had a lot of failures, and um, and that's that's just how it was. You know, it's just this revolving door of guys, and you try to get through to them. But a lot of them had that mentality again. You know, they would say things are eventual. It's just the way it is, and things are predetermined. This is how it's supposed to be. Then that's just how it's going to end up. And that would always. It would it always take me back take me aback because I understand that mentality. I understand thinking that way and I understand where it comes from. However I had a hard time understanding exactly why with the exception of comfort why somebody would just give up like that. And what I wasn't doing was really looking at myself and saying, okay, well, why do you do it? Because, you know, whenever you're young like that and, and working in a place like this, you know, you, you, you kind of, sometimes you're confronted with dealing with your own shit. And for the most part, I'm dealing with everybody else's. Right. So I think I could have done my job a lot better if I would have really did some evaluation of myself better than I did maybe I could have helped somebody a little bit better but I know that I was so involved with with them and where they were coming from and I knew that I was one of the few people to work there that they really connected with for whatever reason um, you know some guys thought I was easy to talk to some guys like the odd you know the idea that I knew what they were talking about and I wasn't just working there. Um, I understood, you know, because all these guys, well, I wouldn't say all of them, uh, about 99% of them, uh, my time working there came directly from prison. So I knew the lingo there. You know, my cousins are in prison. You know, yeah. <laughs> my brother's been to, you know, federal penitentiary. He's been to, to prison in state. He's, he's been all over the place. It, and it's just one of these things that we connected on these these surface areas, but you know I feel like I could have I could have probably done better with them connecting if I would have done more introspection and kind of used my own um, more of because I did do it on a on a certain level, but it was never extremely you know deep, and a lot of that's because I always try to keep my home life and my work life separate. So. Ultimately, what ends up happening is, you know, I, I end up, you know, dealing with these guys and I start to see these excuses and it, it does build up some questions that I ignored for the longest time, uh, if I'm being truthful about it, because I didn't really want to answer myself. 
But I started thinking about this whenever, and, and I went back to this, this whole time in my life where I was working this place. Whenever I started really reflecting and trying to get myself back in, you know, back in order about the end of July, the beginning of August. And what I've realized is, you know, there is a place for both these mentalities, you know, it's not something to try to get rid of because I don't, I don't know that you can ever fully get rid of it. You just have to maintain vigilance and watch how you think, you know, it's something that, you know, and, and change those habits of, of, you know, instead of, it's almost like a, a railroad switch, right? A rail switch. Whenever a train's going down the railroad and you got to switch the tracks, you know, you have to make sure that you switch those tracks whenever, you know, it's, it's headed that way. It's important to change that line of thinking. Now, something that's been on my mind also is, you know, does this have a place with the decline of the culture? Because we talk a lot about the decline of Appalachian culture as we know it or how we've grown up. And I think especially when it comes with to like the addict side of things or especially whenever it comes to you know uh, how we see the workplace right now uh, you you do see it as just like well lord willing you know and and that that's just it you see you see a lot of that mentality and i think we're at a place right now in 2022 where there's not a lot of fight in people anymore. I feel like people are in a very comfortable place. I feel like modern ideas from the outside, when I say modern ideas, of course, if you're new, you may not understand what I mean by that. If you're old, you know, you know what I'm talking about if you're an old listener. But these modern ideas, this, this modern culture, you know, American culture of, you know, ease and, and what's a, what's a good word here? Um, just overall comfort, I guess, would be, would be probably the best way to describe it. Uh, you know, the, it doesn't really give people incentive to try. There's a lot of, I feel like, and I've noticed this with people that I know that are back home. There's, it's almost like there's a gray cloud over over people. You know, there's just no fight left. So these, so it it's become more natural for folks instead of saying, "Okay, this is a way for me just to deal with my situation and move past it or go through it." You know, they're using the context of let me use it as an excuse. And it's just this apathetic, bored, um, it, it's, it's sameness, I suppose, is what you see on the outside. I feel like depression's at an all-time high. I feel like, um, you know, this, this ease of everything at your fingertips isn't helping matters. Um, the, uh, 
mean, side the whole idea of it is what it is. It's going to happen anyways. It's become a real hindrance. And I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm explaining it as well as I'd like to. I'm trying to take my time with it and go over it as best as I can. But it's a difficult subject because, like I said, there's so many different contexts and there's a lot of factors kind of go into it. But I feel like when you see folks who are ready to put in that work, put in the fight to try to um, get to a better place, whatever that place is, even if that is just getting to the next day, uh, people just want to use it as an excuse. I would like to see folks find pride in themselves and where they come from and kind of take that and use it as a, as a reason to keep going on and stop making excuses and actually start getting back into the community and really start, um, you know, building each other up, you know. But... At this point, this this just it is what it is kind of nature is just it's just made everything it reminds me of sludge, you know? Slow, deep, meh, dark sludge, you know. And it's just dragging everybody down. These ideas and these thoughts that should be used as a as a motivating factor or used as a way to release, you know, burdens off your mind and focus on what needs to be focused on has now become just sludge, something that you just drag with you. It's an excuse, it's a, it's a reason to give up for a lot of people. So I do think that it has some sort of hindrance on the culture itself. Um, you know, I've, I've had it, I've seen it firsthand whenever I've talked to people and, and they say, well, you know, if it's already gone, you know, what's the point? And you see a lot of, I know a lot of people, you know, you guys know that I, I typically don't align anywhere in particular, you know, politically. I, and I, I fucking hate politics. And I don't want to get into it, but what I will say is you see it a lot on the progressive side of things where these people who are supposed to be more, quote unquote, intellectually, you know, um, advanced, I guess. I don't, I don't know how, uh, I just know that a lot of them look down on our region, um, including progressives in the region that they would have something in common with. Uh, instead, they look down on them because they are staying in the region. And then, of course, you have the ones who are actually in the cities and stuff of the region who look down on the rural areas. So it's it's very, these people who are about acceptance and stuff, they don't really accept. But, you know, whenever, whenever I, I see some of these people talking or I hear them talking, I rarely ever talk to these types of people because oftentimes I try to, I have a very specific um, set of folks that I tend to associate with. Uh, besides the people that I keep around me, um, I tend to gravitate towards folks who are 
who have more uh, issues, who have more uh, problems that they're working through, people who are kind of down on their luck, you know, going through hard times. That's typically who I identify with and I tend to get along with more. <clears throat> a lot of these folks come from upper middle class, college educated. So whenever they say something, um, and you see it on the internet a lot, you see it on, you know, YouTube videos, there'll be comments. Uh, if there's something about Appalachia, there'll be a comment on there. Um, or if you see it on Instagram, sometimes you'll see it, um, you know, on Twitter, whatever, which I don't really use. So I don't, I don't see it too much on there. Um, but I have seen it usually whenever, because uh, I, I do follow, I have an account and I do follow a couple of these Appalachian news outlets and there's a lot of these, these conversations, uh, where people will say, well, what's the point? You know, if the culture's dying or whatever, what's the point? You know, it's time we just, we start something new or we do something new. What's the point? And, but then they'll talk about the things about the culture that they love, right? So they're not talking about evolving the culture. They're talking about replacing it. But then they talk about these things about the culture that they love. Folks just give up too easy on it. You know, we're not talking about, you know, these are the people they're not, they're not really talking about like, you know, um, kind of updating things as you go along, which, which course you would, you would adapt with the times, you know, while keeping the core of the culture. Uh, they're not talking about that. They're talking about completely replacing it with what you would call, um, I would call like basic American culture. It's just this flat stereotyped America, right? Um, <clears throat> or a version of it, uh, whichever one fits, whichever political party is, there's typically you know, different views of it, but they're all vying for who could take over. Right? And either way, it wipes us out. But people have given up on it and started going toward these other ways. But then they reminisce about it. Why don't you just continue to work with it? Why is it a why is it dead in the water? Why are you giving up on where you come from? So although that may be like a, a small uh, example that may that that some people may not fully get, I think it's it's still a part of that same mentality because that if we were to talk about the core mentality that we talked about at the beginning of this, I mean, I don't know that we fully understand exactly how far out it goes and how far out it reaches to connect with other situations and other scenarios that we find ourselves with on a daily basis. Whether that's talking about you know, the decline of culture and giving up on that or whether we're talking about just making it to a fucking doctor's appointment. This mentality, it, it's got to be checked. It, it's it's got to be held um, accountable whenever the, that excuse side of things starts coming into play. But I think it's very important that we do have it and we use it to our advantage. It's, it's a way to uh, release stress from things that we can't change. 
and really be able to focus on the things that we can change and that we can do and that we do have control of. Hopefully this makes sense and hopefully you guys have gotten something out of this and maybe if there's something you can add to it or you want to add to the discussion, you know, feel free to message me. Feel free to comment on any of the posts, especially the one that I posted, uh, which I think I've got notifications, but I haven't checked them. <laughs> like I got on for a second today and uh, I saw that I had some notifications, some comments I've got to get back to, but uh, I will get back to those. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, shoot a line over if you have anything to add or if you've got any comments about it, I'd love to hear it. I'm always, um, for discussion about this type of stuff because I think that opening discussion, I, I can't stand when people, you know, say something on a podcast or somebody says something in a video and then everybody just kind of takes it as what it is and they start, you know, if they like those points then they'll just use them as like bullet point talk like bullet points for uh, talking to somebody for conversation but they don't actually think anymore about them they don't really go in in depth about it right so i like when people message me and they've got something to say about it and they've really thought it through and they may have something uh, you know even if it's a different perspective at least i know they're thinking about it you know they're kind of thinking it through and they're coming up with their own conclusion and i think that's a really important thing that we need to start doing with everything because if we don't we're just repeating the same shit over and over again but we really don't know what we're repeating and i think that makes us stupider to be honest with you so i think it's something that we need to start working on as well um that way we don't get caught up in it and you know a lot of people do it you know just uh just to repeat a point because they like a, you know, these, these personalities that come out on these, these videos and, and episodes and things like that. We need to, we need to really think for ourselves, put value into ourselves and, uh, in our own opinions. And we do that by thinking and coming to our own conclusions. But I want to say this before I get off of here, because I want to talk about value with this mentality. I also, I, I want to say that, that this, on the negative side of things with this mentality, this is also a way that I've seen people undervalue themselves. And it's also, uh, you know, not just undervalue themselves as far as like self-deprecating humor and, and stuff, but also it doesn't, it, it makes people around them too. It, it can also affect how they see you as well. So their lack of respect, if they don't see that you value yourself, you know, they may, they may see it as a, it's like, okay, well, you know, I don't value you as highly as I should either. You know, you have to make sure that that does not seep into your psyche. And that's something that you make a regular habit of, uh, it comes to thinking. So you need, that needs to be called out and recognized as, okay, this is something that's more of a negative thing. I need to go, you know, turn that off. Let me just move on. We get to where we want to be by working at it. You know, it's not always easy. It's not always fun. And it's not always comfortable. In fact, working on myself, I've learned to be very uncomfortable. Uh, horribly uncomfortable, in fact. Uh, uncomfortable to the point that I don't even want to do it. But I, I 
to do it anyways. And journaling has helped me tremendously with it, but really writing to myself and, and starting to see how my psyche works and uh, dealing with things that I should have dealt with you know, as a kid or that I didn't know how to process when I was younger and in my 20s and so forth that I'm now dealing with in my 30s. Don't let excuses get in your way and don't use excuses. Unless, like, you know, take things as they are. Yeah, if, you know, something comes up and and things don't work out, well, that's just how it is, sure. But let's, let's find a way to get past it. I want to see my people thrive. Uh, we're an interesting culture. We've got, you know, Irish, Scotch, Irish, German, uh, Polish, Italian. We've got uh, you know, religion and customs that came up with the slaves, uh, you know, with the Civil War and stuff. Uh, there's a lot of culture here that's built in to to this this wider culture. Right, all these smaller things built into what we are right our religion is, is specific to us um, as far as like old time mountain religion you know our dialect is a little bit different our, our way of uh, thought process or our way of doing things uh, it's very much you know passed on and taught it's it's who we are right we should be proud of that and we, we should be working toward taking care of our own and really building up our, ourselves and our communities. We have to start with ourselves first and we need to stop making excuses. So with that said, you know, I'd like to see you know, these, these places in Appalachia you know, start thriving. I'd like to you know, um, you know, we're always the butt of the joke, right? Like that's typically the thing. People, outsiders, either romanticize the situation or they learn about the situations in our area, or they they hate us. There's only like three ways that they go. You know, either they romanticize and they they think it's these are the people that don't really get into the history. They don't really get into the actual culture. They just see it as like, oh, this is. This is this. It's very surface level. And you got folks, you know, like you guys who are listening to the podcast who are really delving into it and understand it and appreciate it. And you know, the ones who are outside of it, I uh, appreciate you guys for really uh, supporting us here uh, as far as donations have gone, as far as, um, you know, and when I say donations, I mean donations that, that have gone into the community. Uh, you know, letters and, and emails, uh, you know, buying from, from local artisans and, and folks like me whenever I had my shop open to the outside. Um, you know, really appreciated us. We appreciate you. And then, of course, there's the, <laughs> there's the people that just fucking hate us. And that's, and that's a lot of folks who have disdain for us. And it's... I would like to say that it's political because it has ramped up tremendously uh, 
probably within the last 10 years, and a lot of it is politically based as far as why people have criticisms, but it's not just that. Um, it's been going around for, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even know when it fucking started. I mean, we're talking 1800s that I know of that's, you know, journalism. Um, I know cities fucking hate us. I mean, it's, <laughs> it is, again, it is what it is. There you go. That's perfect, uh, you know, ideology for it because I can't do anything about uh, these people that fucking despise us. But what I can do is try to make sure that, you know, I, I put it, uh, things out there that they give people pride in who they are and where they come from. And also, uh, you know, talk to and educate folks who, uh, who are interested in it. And, you know, of course, I don't have, you know, one of these snotty ass college degrees you know I'll never win an award for being you know uh, Appalachian this or Appalachian that they always put these like Appalachian here or West Virginia this like you know they give these awards out to these people who are you know very much uh, I, I don't know I don't know how I'll describe them they're very soft it would be how to describe them um very, very much, uh, you know, and, and, and give them credit though. Like there, there is a lot of, uh, academic stuff that they, they are aware of, but you know, that's not my type of people. My type of people are always the ones that's, that's you know, the show, it's like I said, in the last episode, um, the show's always been a love letter to my type of people. You know, this is, uh, this is a love letter to, you know, these, these old timers, you know, you'd find them in a holler wearing a white V-neck shirt and their fucking pant legs rolled up and a pocket knife in their, in their back pocket and a hanky, um, hair slicked back, you know, you know what I'm talking about, uh, you know, mamaw's cleaning beans on the front porch and, you know, sun setting about three o'clock behind the mountain sunrising probably about 9 30 10 o'clock in the summertime over the mountain if you want to see the sky you've got to look straight up um, muddy roads muddy everywhere <laughs> muddy fucking driveways you know standing in a ankle ankle deep water getting groceries out of the back of your vehicle I mean these these are my places these are my people and that's that's my type of people. I'm not really not one of these educated types. I'm not highfalutin, if you will. But, you know, I have lived a lot and I have seen a lot and I do know a lot of folks. Um I've experienced a lot in my time, so I appreciate you guys, you know, wanting to learn from me uh and listen to me and put up with my shit for the last couple of years. Uh as far as the show goes, you know, like I said, I don't know that there'll ever be another show where there might be. And I know Brother Hatfield has said, you know, I need to get back to doing them on a regular. I just don't have too much to say, honestly. I've got a lot of stuff going on and I've got to work on myself. But, um, you know, the support I've gotten and folks still kept around, uh, I, d I do appreciate you. So, that said, I will talk to you guys. Well, whenever I talk to you, I'll see you over yonder. <laughs> I don't, I don't have a time frame here, but, you know, I may be back. 
I'm about to find something worth talking about. So I'll see y'all over yonder.